Yeah. Okay, trying this again. Can you hear me now? I sure can. You're a little quiet, but I sure can hear you. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, we're piecing it together right now. Duct tape and paper clips and everything else to be online right now. Audio is not working. The agenda might look a little strange with a, uh, an October date on it, um, but the content's correct in there. Mm -hmm. Well, so. do we have anyone in the room with you other than who I can see with uh, Jared and Lance in back? Uh, just that. Okay. And seeing as there's only four of us here then, and nobody from public or otherwise, uh, we don't really have a quorum. Um, so. Got a, yeah, I got a uh, message from Austin Stifler just uh, about a minute ago that said he'd be about 10 minutes late finishing up a final, but would join. So. I don't okay. know. Uh, <laughs> well, in that case, uh, we can table temporarily looking through minutes and approving what we have for July, as well as the notes that we had from September and November, which were not uh, formal meetings, but uh, yeah. I think there's going to be much feedback. Oh, and wait. Well, I was thinking I can mute, but oh, because it's coming from your CN. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea, Mike. Okay, so uh, it's not a formal call to order, but uh, we'll start discussing business now. So, uh, Jared, go ahead and for the purpose of uh, uh, whatever the word is for uh, posterity, please uh, read through rules of engagement as well as roll call. And good afternoon. My name is Jared Allen, uh, Administrative Technician, Lawrence Transit. Uh, with me here is Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. He will work alongside Mike Wazikowski to facilitate the meeting's proceedings. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, when you are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found in the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. Now I will do roll call. Lance Fay. Austin Stifler. Not present at the moment. Mike. Mike Wazikowski. Present. Foster Spicinger. Not present. Alan Ackland. Present. Gregory Critchlow. Not present. Bill Wilson. Present. August Rudisell. Not present. Freddie Gitt. Also not present. Well, that leaves four of us, so we definitely do not have a quorum. Um, seeing as there's only five people on this Zoom call and none of us are members of the public, 
uh, and seeing Adam, you'd confirm that there is nobody in the room physically present with you other than we can see. Uh, there's no one here for communication from the public. I assume no emails or texts or they would have been included in the agenda. So let's uh, go ahead and table temporarily uh, item C, approving minutes, and uh, proceed to uh, general agenda item number one, central station ops plan. Okay, thank you. I'll bring this up. Okay, showing up okay for everybody? For me at least, yes. So, um, we have been um, doing about a thousand things to prepare for Central Station opening on January 2nd. Uh, one of those things is uh, development of a formal operational plan. So, um, this work really started because uh, we've been coordinating with uh, the Public Library and also Parks and Rec, who've both done some work at formalizing um, some behavior management, essentially, in their, in their respective spaces. Uh, the library recently uh, leased the library lawn that's next to the library building so that they could enforce some behavioral issues that they were having challenges with. Um, and Parks and Rec has also been doing some things in parks to try to get behaviors that they uh, don't want to see um, stopped from happening. So. This plan really started with um, with that kind of in mind and trying to dovetail with a lot of the efforts they've already um, been doing or methods they've been using uh, to get compliance. Uh, as we got into it, we realized this being a brand new facility, there were a number of other things that were useful for people to know. Our operating hours, what sort of bike amenities uh, and access people have and different things. So there's there's a few other sections in this plan that I'll show you. Um, the bulk of it is related to behavior management and how we'll uh, inform the public that we'll be managing this space, uh, but there are a few other things that are just uh, kind of practical know-how for, for how the central station site will operate. So I'll, I'll go through this, um, stop me anytime, but I'll also leave time at the end for any thoughts or questions or discussion. So uh, as we get into this, uh, just have the address and a, a general pictorial layout of what the site will uh, does look like. Um, so we've decided which bays each of our routes will be serving around that central platform. Uh, these, these Those decisions were made based on how long each of our buses has to lay over. So some routes have less time that they'll be laying over at the central station site. Um, like routes 11 and 12, so those routes are closest to the building, facilitate drivers being able to get uh, to and from restrooms as needed. Regional services uh, will be north of those bays, uh, Greyhound and Ride KC, the K10 connector up to Johnson County. Um, we have a circulation for automobiles to pick up and drop off folks. Um, most likely, people will be doing that as it relates to the regional services that um, they may be doing that with local services as well. Uh, an example might be that someone's family member uses a local bus service, but they drive to Kansas City. Um, so they might drop them off on the way, catch a local route. Um, 
So this just kind of shows what the site layout is. A list which routes will serve Central Station um, and links to that site. Our lobby hours, um, so the hours at the building will be open to the general public, will be Monday through Friday, 8 to 8, and Saturday from 8 to 2. So um, city staff will be able to cover our uh, normal city hours, which is 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, the evening hours on weekdays, as well as the Saturday hours uh, will be covered by our um, transdev partners, our um, coordinated service provider. Um, we worked that into our revised contract with them, our next five-year contract for them to provide some extra staffing so that we could have our uh, building open more closely matched to when uh, local services operate. We still won't be able to cover that entire period. We have buses during the school semester that run until about 10.30 at night, and on Saturdays they run until about 8 p.m. So there will be some periods of time where buses will be operating, but the general public won't be able to access the building. Um, and that's just the reality of kind of what we can afford staffing-wise right now. Worth noting that uh, at all times the bus drivers will have access to their break room and restrooms, um, and staff will have access to the admin portion of the building. But it's really just that front lobby that we have to have someone staffed there, um, people to be able to use. The building will be closed a number of holidays. Um, some of these days we do operate bus service, so there will be some kind of interesting days where we are running bus service but uh, don't have staffing to operate in the building. We list uh, some of the amenities that are available on the platform, so out where the bus bays are at, as well as inside the lobby. Um, number of different things going on. Happy to answer questions about any of these. Um, but there are, you know, plenty of plenty of amenities out on the platform and inside the building. Customer service, Jared sitting next to me, will be our uh, person up at the customer service window, so helping answer people's questions about um, about routes, about detours, about how they can access the regional services. Um, we'll have a person able to help front door of building. Our lost and found currently operates out of the maintenance facility, which is um, out on North Iowa or Timber Edge uh, Road, but North Iowa. Um, kind of up by Berry Plastics and a few other large businesses up there. That's been a somewhat challenging place for people to go recover their hat or gloves or wallet. It's not as convenient as the center of town. So we'll be moving our lost and found operations to Central Station, and people can pick up anything they've lost there. There are a few different bicycle amenities that the city has not yet um, had at any other facility around town. So we wanted to note those and, and let people know that we have them. Um, so obvious ones that people have seen are just your typical bicycle racks, and we do have those outside as well as inside. We have some bicycle lockers, which are outdoor units that allow people to uh, park their bike, uh, particularly if they're using regional services, um, but potentially if they're also going to campus uh, KU's campus all day. It would be a place to store your bike out of the weather if it's raining, snowing, uh, something like that. Um, 
and it's accessible when the building's closed. So um, an example might be a student who is riding their bike to connect to the bus at Central Station and won't be able to get back until after our building's closed. They'd be able to get their bike out of that locker um, and have it be dry if it was rainy that day. Safety and security section, this is where we'll get into some of the behavioral stuff, and I'm sure there will be um, maybe some thoughts and questions about this. So uh, uh, we do have 24-hour uh, surveillance of the site and inside the facility. Um, we won't be monitoring that, and we won't have someone sitting uh, 24 hours a day watching those. But um, if something is broken overnight or vandalized overnight, something like that, we'll have uh, the ability to follow up with cameras. Um, and, of course, while we're there during the day, uh, it'll be a way to everything is going all right throughout the site. Clarifying the police response to the site, this is uh, KU Endowment property, but the city is um, owns all of the improvements, owns and maintains all the improvements. And so Lawrence Police Department will be first responder to the site if we do have an emergency that we need to call emergency services for. The KUPD office is right across Crestline, it's right across the street, and um, Lawrence Police Department and KUPD are uh, in radio contact. So if they are, um, if we do need a response that needs to be one minute quicker or two minutes quicker, um, LPD has the ability to coordinate with KUPD on something like that. So this code of conduct section is um, what I would call the bulk of the document, maybe two and a half um, pages here. And uh, we really were able to mirror a lot of what the public library um, had done and bring in some of what Parks and Rec had done. The primary purpose of this is just to have clarity with folks about what we um, expect as far as behavior on the site and what consequences will look like because um, it really is important that Central Station, all of our buses everywhere be, um, you know, safe, comfortable places for everyone to go. Um, with Fair Free, we're encouraging everybody to get on a bus, and that includes um, we have younger riders, kids who are in middle school. We need everybody stepping onto a bus or into the Central Station site to feel um, safe in those places. So uh, this is really laying out procedures and expectations for um, what we expect on the site. Don't want it to feel unwelcoming. Do want there to be clear uh, kind of rules around what we expect. So um, the general idea is we have uh, four different levels of, um, of behavioral issues that we might face, that we contemplate facing. And under each of these, we uh, list what the consequence would be. So um, there's a lot of the lower level offenses uh, that we certainly We'll try to just ask people for compliance before we're, um, you know, moving towards suspending someone from services and that type of thing. But, but repeated um, breaking of these type of rules would lead to uh, that type of consequence. Um, so this first section is, is some of the um, what we consider the lower level things we might anticipate. Uh, this will be a no smoking site uh, throughout the site as well as in the building. Um, Generally, behavior that disrupts others or preventing um, access to the amenities on the site. Uh, someone's not allowing someone to 
sit on a bench or be in a shelter because of storing belongings there or anything else. Um, this gives us something we can point to uh, while we're trying to encourage people um, to do the behaviors that we want them to do. Um, this moves up into um, more serious offenses and the type of consequence uh, increases to multiple months suspensions potentially if someone is um, threatening violence or has uh, you know, made their way into staff only areas um, in a way that's not just an, uh, a mistake. Um, we will be keeping a close eye on camping and storing materials, you know, on, on the platform, in the bus shelters, uh, in the bike lockers, um, in some of the wooded areas around the site. Those are areas we anticipate needing to ask people for compliance. And so um, this talks about some of those. those Levels three and four get into some of the more serious things that potentially could happen. Uh, at this point, we're talking about um, physical fights, serious theft or damage. Um, you know, certainly we've had a lot of challenges with bus shelter glass breaks over this last year. It's been a particularly high year for that. Um, you know, in all of those cases, we don't, we often or almost never have video evidence of any of, um, you know, what happened in those cases. On this site, we will. So, uh, you know, things that cost the city and, and transit thousands of dollars and, um, you know, make the experience less comfortable for the rest of riders um, will lead to suspensions of a greater, greater degree. So certainly all of these things can escalate to the point of a police call. Um, hopefully we can, you know, there's, there's been some encouraging um, feedback from library staff since they have done the lease of the library lawn and, and used staff to ask people to comply with some of their rules. They've had good success with people complying. Um, but certainly if in some cases, um, we're not going to try to put staff in danger to stop somebody from doing something and they need to help police in some instances. There, there may be a chance that we would um, need to ban someone on an indefinite level. We would hope that some of the, the shorter suspensions get the message across about what sort of behaviors we um, expect people to uh, avoid. But um, we do want that to be there in case we um, have repeat offenders or, or folks who are really just causing challenges. We don't anticipate a large number of people uh, pushing it this far. Um, that is something we're uh, thinking about just to make sure we, the new facility and encouraging everyone to use the bus, that we're creating a safe environment, a welcoming environment. So that's really the, the bulk of what the operations plan is. I'm happy to answer any questions about any of this. Any concerns, I guess I'll reiterate our hope and goal is not that um, Central Station or the buses or anywhere else is like a uh, the place where we're constantly walking around telling people no or a place that feels unwelcoming. But, um, you know, some of our experience with other department heads uh, led us to think it really was a good idea to get some rules in place um, with some structure. Uh, some of these other public spaces have really um, been able to dial back some bad behaviors that we hope to um, 
keep in mind from the beginning. Happy to um, answer any thoughts, questions, concerns. Thanks, Adam. Um, only big question I have right now, since you're on this page, is that it, this looks very reminiscent of the code of conduct that we talked about earlier in the year. Is that is there anything that was omitted from that or added to that when you constructed this? That is a great question. So you're referencing the writer suspension policy on Correct, the buses yeah. that this group looked at. And um, at some point, I think we're, we're going to need to dovetail those two things together. With Central Station opening in a few weeks, we uh, aren't going to be able to quickly do that work. I will say they don't conflict. Um, there's not um, there's not items on this list that lead to very long suspensions, but the same action on a bus would not. You know, they're very much in line with that, but okay. we do probably need to get ourselves to one list and one suspension form that applies to buses, to Central Station, to our services in general. Um, and that's, that's work that we'll have to do next year. Thank you. Um, first, Austin, thank you for uh, attending. Um, and since we don't have members of the public on the call or in the room, do any of you have comments, questions, concerns about this uh, proposed plan? Seeing nobody come off mute, uh, that's probably a good sign. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for putting this together. Um, yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. The only thing that kind of concerns me a little bit is the idea that the lobby isn't necessarily going to be open during full uh, route hours. But I also understand that, you know, that's more manpower that we have to pay for people to be available than we may have funding for. And you got to pick and choose your battles sometimes on that. So, Yeah. I mean, we could certainly, like, our our availability to staff it fully would be to reduce service hours in some area to afford it. So mm -hmm. we're just right now not willing to, to make that sort of Yeah, decision. service is more important. Okay. I will, I didn't mention in my presentation, but I'll mention that um, a number of these items, especially the um, some of the behaviors we expect to probably encounter more often, uh, things like, Smoking, um, things like storage, storage of personal materials in areas like bus shelters and bike lockers. Some of this will also be supplemented with signage on the site. So, um, you know, this particular document will house on our website, uh, but I highly doubt um, all of our riders are going to go to our website and read the code of conduct before they start using our services. So, <laughs> we'll be uh, we'll be supplementing this work with uh, signage. Uh, we will have a PA system at the central station site that allows us to push out um, like automated messages on the hour, let's say, that uh, that can remind people of mm -hmm. some of the behaviors we want them to avoid. You know, welcome to central station. This is a no smoking facility and site. Um, thanks for riding Lawrence Transit, that sort of thing. So uh, this, this gives us something to point to if we need to kind of go through some of the suspension steps. But um, as far as the public knowing how they should and shouldn't act in this public space. We'll be supplementing and guiding them through um, signage and audio and certainly the first um, 
months of service, we'll have staff out walking on the platform a lot, talking with people, uh, redirecting as needed, um, try to get early, kind of an early baseline of what we want. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely too late for this right now, but it might be helpful in terms of the map that we publish for people to get a copy of some sort of brief uh, version of the rules of or the code of conduct inside of there. Um, obviously, we can't do it for this coming year because that stuff's long been printed um, and it would be way too expensive to do it. But maybe going forward in 2025 or the next release, whatever it is, it might help to have a short page that talks about code of conduct and that. Yeah, and that's a good point. I think um, so. Our, our ride guide has had a long list of bullets of uh, prohibited activities and different things. It's not. Um, I mean, it's it's legible, but it is a it's a very long list. So I think um, to your point, Mike, and I, you know, this is also a long list, just broken into four boxes. Mm -hmm. But we might try to find a more a graphic, easy way in the ride guide for people to quickly understand what is expected of them and our services. Um, a little bit of graphics goes a long way when mm -hmm. you're giving people a list of 30 things to not do. I agree. Okay, uh, last opportunity, PTAC members, any comments, questions, concerns before we move on? Okay, hearing nothing, uh, thank you, Adam. Um, now that we do have an official quorum with uh, Lance, myself, Alan, Austin, and Bill in attendance, uh, I'd like to take a, the tabled item off and look at the uh, minutes that we have for, oh gosh, it was July, and notes for September and November. Um, I don't know if there anyone is going to have meaningful feedback at this point, given that it's now been almost six months since the July meeting. Um, but uh, we will, I'll offer three opportunities for anyone to review what we discussed at uh, the July meeting, as well as uh, October and uh, or September and November. And assuming that no one has uh, amendments, we will approve them. So first call. Any members here have amendments offered to the minutes from July or the notes from September and November? Second call, does anyone have any amendments to offer to these minutes in these notes? Last call, does anyone have any amendments to offer? Okay, hearing none, uh, minutes and notes are approved by unanimous consent. Uh, next on the agenda then is E. That is if any members have future gender work session items to add, uh, feel free to bring them up now. If you don't, uh, you can uh, email Adam and have them brought under advisement for the January session. Um, as always, you can bring it up now, of course, that would fit under other items. So I'll give you an opportunity to think. 
Okay. Um, just remember bringing items up for our agenda is always on the table. We got uh, Lance would have a question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lance. I didn't hear. Um, as we get ready for all the route changes, um, what are some things that are being done to help uh, riders on those first couple of days? Are we going to have some extra people out there? Are new guides going to be available? Or what, what steps are being taken to help? Because that's going to be a huge transition um, and confuse a lot of people at first. Yeah, uh, able to hear that online okay? I, I could hear. Yeah. Okay, so um, good question. So uh, we did a lot of outreach back in October, um, and we mostly, uh, a lot of people engaged with us. We were showing them routes and uh, people, routes and schedules. Um, there were a lot of folks who really wanted the ride guide to be in hand. It um, kind of felt like that was the piece of information they needed to really engage with us. So. Those will be, um, we'll have some amount printed by this Friday, that's my understanding, and we'll be able to start distributing those and talking with people specifically about route changes. Um, we will have a lot of people, uh, well, we'll have the number of people we have on staff <laughs> um, distributed between the downtown station and central station platform, talking with people, talking with riders in those first few days. Um, there are... A preview of route changes on an app. Um, I don't think we've pushed that out through the current app yet, but you can essentially plan your future trip and see what it would look like right now. Um, so we've done those amount of things. I think you're right. At this point, it's going to be uh, practically, it's going to be a lot of talking with people um, in those first couple of weeks to make sure they're getting where they need to go. Um, and using the routes effectively. But we should have ride guides um, in the next week that are being handed out to folks, and that I'm sure will start a lot of conversations. I know Jared's been fielding calls as well. People prepare. Um, news article came out last week when we put out the press release um, about changes, and so I think that spurred a lot of people to reach out as well. Good question. Thank you, Lance. Any other questions? Okay. Um, next on the agenda then is transit staff items. Uh, looks like there are two things you want to bring up, Adam. Yeah, I guess three, but my bullets are kind of strange here. So, um, just a note, and I, you know, given we've had some quorum challenges, I think I will probably more formally start doing a quorum call before each meeting so that everybody at least is reminded about the call. Um, but as we move into next year, we will have um, chair and vice chair nominations, which we typically, typically try to do in January. Um, we'll have... Uh, on my last item here so we might <laughs> that's all right um so just a heads up that we'll be doing chair and vice chair elections and um if you're interested please be thinking about that central station we um 
talked about with the operations plan, but I'll just mention that uh, today was really the first day that uh, staff is now working out of Central Station. We have a huge uh, bulletin board full of um, deadlines and install dates of all sorts of things. Uh, we will not have our formal office furniture until uh, about the middle of January, but we are working on folding tables and all of our uh, computer equipment works and connects to the network. So um, we're over there working and getting a sense of how that building functions for us day to day, which is exciting. Um, and I wanted to mention downtown as well. So I present or I presented to this group uh, last month about what our site selection process for improvements downtown uh, will hopefully look like and made some edits to that presentation and we'll be presenting that to the city commission on December 19th. So if you're interested and have time, please tune in or uh, watch the recording after. I think that'll be a good, um, pretty excited about the type of plan we laid out. I think the, um, the approach should let us um, more in a more healthy way bring in the business voices um, who were who were challenged by some of what we were doing last time around in 2021 um, i think we can do it in a way that feels more like we're working together this time um, i think we have some good options still in the downtown area other than the parking lots we looked at the last time around so um, take a look at that presentation if you have time and um, that'll be the start of about a year-long process to choose a site uh, that we will hopefully be designing and constructing in 2025. Um, as a reminder, it's not the same as Central Station. We're not building another building, uh, but we are trying to get sawtooth bus bays for better operations, uh, weather protection canopies, feeding wind protection, um, and a restroom, kind of an independent restroom for our drivers. So they always have a place to go. So um, those are kind of the elements we're looking for when it comes to that's what I got. That means it's not going to be on the consent agenda, right? It's a regular agenda item. Yeah, this will be a work session item. So uh, this is a uh, strategic plan connected city update. So every uh, more, almost every city commission meeting has a strategic plan update uh, from one of the five outcome areas. And so that date is uh, for the Connected City Outcome Area, which is mostly about transportation. And um, yeah, this project is, is one of the next upcoming things. So we're giving them a preview of what that will look like. There will be also um, work sessions do not have action to them. Uh, commission members will not be voting on anything, but they can give us some feedback and thoughts on, on the presentation. We'll be showing them a draft steering committee list and uh, steering committee scope of work that we will ask for action in January. So the December meeting will be kind of a preview. They can give us anything they'd like to see edited and then January be able to um, hopefully say yes to it and so we can be off and going. Yeah. Thank you. Probably about a 20 minute presentation, and I would imagine about 20 minutes of questions. That'll be pretty healthy. Then I wonder if there's going to be a lot of public input, though. 
Hard to say. I know we'll try to keep our, you know, we've been doing uh, a version of that presentation to the Chamber and Downtown Lawrence, Inc., so we'll certainly let those folks know so that if they want to watch it or comment, they can. But um, since there's no decision, decisions being made, not sure if we'll see much public comment or not. Um, well, with that, uh, that closes out our agenda. Next full meeting for this group will be January next year, January 8th. So um, look forward to seeing you all then. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you all.